Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I invite you to join me, Amber, your host on a journey of coming home to your confident self. I'm so fulfilled with helping you transform your life by exploring your true potential and embodying the highest expression of your unique energy. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to own the magic of your individuality, master your mind and energy, and manifest the life you once thought was impossible. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something you can unlearn. Unlearn the bullshit stories that play on repeat that stop you from living life on your terms and taking action with confidence. So if you love human design, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I am your host on your confidence building journey. Today is episode one of season two. Yes, we are now embarking on season two together. It's been a while. How have you been? <laughs> It's been, I don't know, what, eight, nine weeks since I've published an episode, and there's there's been a lot going on. A lot has happened over the past eight weeks. Um, there has been a lot of reason for my silence, and it's not because I didn't want to publish any episodes. It's that my energy was calling me elsewhere. I've been doing... I've been working on building my six-month group coaching container program, uh, Confident by Design. So that launched back in September, October, and I have a few women in there that are going through the um, the preliminary launch of this program, and I'm creating it as we go along. So there's six months worth of amazing, life-changing content that has really been um, calling upon my creative energy and I have not been able to sit down and write a podcast and that's been intentional because I know that when it comes to this podcast I really want to put my best foot forward I want to put the best content out so that I can make a bigger impact and because my energy has been calling me to work on my program I knew that if I came to sit down and work on this podcast that I would not be happy with the product and that I I wouldn't have been able to get my message out the way that I really wanted to if I tried to force myself to to come and work on my podcast. So instead, I have very happily surrendered to 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 allowing myself and giving myself permission permission to just focus on one thing. I am a projector by human design, and that is how my energy best works, is by focusing on one thing at a time and doing that one thing very well. Whereas if I were a manifesting generator, I probably could devote my creative energy to a wider variety of things, because that's how a manigen is designed. But that's just not, that's not who I am. I'm a projector. And I accept the fact that I do one thing very well at a time. And so I'm leaning into that. 
leaning into the idea that, you know, I may not show up consistently on my podcast and that's okay. And the reason why I'm even having the the energy to 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 devote to my podcast right now is that um, inside of Confident by Design, we are at, uh, currently in phase two. So at the time of this recording, we're in phase two and which is cycle syncing. So lucky for me, <laughs> I, um, I created the next four weeks of content ahead of time. So now I have four weeks of of time that I can devote to this podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some batch recording. So there will be episodes coming out somewhat consistently over the next few months, which I'm really excited about because um, you know, over the past eight or nine weeks, I've slowly been accumulating some some ideas for the podcast and collecting some perspectives, so to speak, and more or less just like organizing my thoughts. I don't know if you've heard of Trello, but Trello is this amazing app that helps you stay organized. It's like amazingly glorified to-do lists. <laughs> I love it so much. And so I've been, um, you know, uh, documenting all of my ideas as they come to me and keeping them in Trello so that when the energy finds me to work on the podcast, here I have all of these ideas that I can start manifesting by putting into action. So, Yes, I am very excited to to be coming on today and to be opening up season two with such a topic that really aligns with me right now. And I feel also I'm, I'm currently leading by example with with this topic. So we're talking about procrastination today and why I don't believe in procrastination. And um, I'm, I actually, I, I did a poll on my Instagram and Facebook stories, you know, asking for your feedback about what episode you want me to come out with uh, for, for episode one of season two. And the majority asked for um, this one uh, as for why I don't believe in procrastination. So that tells me that some of you are struggling with procrastination right now. And I think my podcast is a good example of why I don't believe in procrastination. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through that in today's episode. Um, because from an outsider's perspective, so someone who doesn't understand my internal processes, doesn't understand my human design, doesn't understand how my creative energy works, it would be very easy to label not coming out with consistent podcast episodes as being a procrastinate or procrastinating by not putting out podcast episodes. So, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. And we are going to, you know, dissect this idea of procrastination throughout this episode. And I'm I'm really excited to get into that. So let's dive right in. So what is procrastination in the first place? Well, procrastination ultimately is a fear of not taking action. So it, for whatever reason, it's having resistance towards the action that you want to take or it's, you know, somehow mismanaging your time so that you don't take those actions. But ultimately, it comes from a place of fear. And so you can say that procrastination is rooted in fear. And quite often, 
we notice that procrastination is paired with perfectionism. They often go hand in hand. If you if you tell yourself that you are a perfectionist, then it's likely that you're often going to experience some procrastination in life. Or if you're often procrastinating, it's 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 uh, it's often that you will tell yourself that it's because you're a perfectionist. And I often notice that uh, people that tend to procrastinate, their motivation in life comes from um, outside of them. And the results that that they receive, they they tend to attach their sense of self-worth to the results that they receive. So in other words, the actions that people do or the tasks that they try to bring to, to completion or the work that they do, whatever it is, whatever the result of their actions are, they attach their sense of self-worth to that. And that is, that's no good. <laughs> that's not healthy for you to value yourself based on what you do and what your output is versus who you are because what you do is not who you are so that's procrastination in a nutshell and now I want to share with you why why I personally think procrastination is a thing (laughs) like why why we even have this word why we um use it as a source of blame that sort of thing I really think that procrastination stems from our uh, urgency culture. Um, So feeling like uh, we got to hustle, we got to get answers now. You know, with with the transition of going from the industrial age into the information age, you know, we have answers available to us with a click of a mouse, right? So we can go on Google and and start start googling things and finding answers to things that would have taken us longer, you know, 30 years ago to find. There is no longer the no longer uh, the uh, the debates in bars that are going unsettled because when you're trying to figure out who or when you're making bets about who the top basket score was in basketball that year and you say that it was Michael Jordan and the other person says it was Shaquille O'Neal well oh quick google search is gonna tell you otherwise right (laughs) that was the first thing that came to my head um so yeah like we have answers available to us at our fingertips and there's this urgency culture culture that has um, adapted or evolved as the information age has um has come to fruition Um, because now that we have answers available to us all the time, we have therefore adapted our culture to also be the same way. So, you know, expecting immediate responses from text messages or, um, you know, other types of messages or emails, you know, there's this sense of urgency, like we got to do it right now. And I I think that this urgency culture, you know, in addition to what I already said, this also comes from uh, an overabundance of yang energy in our society. So that's something I've talked about on the podcast before and how we need to start honoring and balancing out our yang energy with more yin, which we'll get into further 
as the episode progresses. But that's really where I think a lot of this procrastination comes from, is that we are so conditioned to think that we've got to go, 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 go all the time. And any time that we stop and rest, oh, God forbid we stop and rest. Oh, well, then that means that we're putting things off. When we're honoring our rest, it means that, oh, we're procrastinating when look at that to-do list that's got to get done. When we haven't been prioritizing the time for rest. So that is a big problem when it comes to procrastination. But some other reasons why I think procrastination is a thing is that we have been accepting responsibilities or tasks or duties or jobs that don't actually align for our energy. So in other words, saying yes, (laughs) saying yes and not saying no often enough, not honoring our no. Um, So we're trying to prove ourselves or to, you know, sometimes it comes from a good place. You know, we're, we're trying to support other people. We want to help other people. But we often do this um, by dishonoring our no. And so then we try to call upon willpower to follow through and do those activities when 70% of the population doesn't have willpower to call upon. And so we're trying to do all of these things that we said yes to and then forcing our energy, forcing our willpower energy in somewhere that it doesn't belong. And so we're, you know, trying to follow through on these activities that we said yes to that we don't actually have the energy to do or that don't actually truly inspire us. So in other words, they don't align for you. Another reason why I think procrastination is a thing is that if you've said yes to a task and it does align for you, say it does excite you and and you really want to truly say yes to a task or job, activity, whatever, um, you may find that even though that aligns for you, perhaps you need necessary energetic support in order to complete your task, meaning you're trying to take on all of the sub-tasks that are part of the bigger umbrella task that you're, you're trying to complete, right? Sometimes you need other people to come and work on a task with you. You need other people because we all have our individual strengths. We all have our own, um, yeah, strengths. <laughs> we all have our own strengths and abilities. And sometimes, even though the overall task might really excite you, some of the sub-tasks that are required in order to get that job done, those might not excite you or those might not align with you and that you need to um, outsource those little subtasks in order for you to get the job done. So for example, when it came to uh, launching my, my program, Confident by Design, the program itself, like the creation of the program, doing it, that really excited me. That felt so aligned for me. It felt in alignment with my soul's purpose. It, it, it called to me. That was exactly what I felt that I had to do. But in order to create a program that functions, I needed to seek the help of, um, of someone else to help me bring that group coaching container to fruition. So I had to hire 
or call upon uh, my tech support, her name is Bryn, I had to call upon my tech support Bryn to help me with the things that I don't know how to do. So like building the website, creating the online university to house all of my my modules for the program. Like I didn't know how the fuck to do that. <laughs> and it would have been so draining for me to try and uh, try and tackle that and force energy that isn't there. Like I just simply don't have the energy to work on tech things. That is not my strength. The, the creation of it is my strength. So I had to call upon someone else's task, uh, strength and delegate it and, and seek support from someone else so that, you know, that sub task of all the tech stuff, you know, to under the umbrella of the bigger picture, which is creating confident by design, the tech stuff was not my strength. And so if I wouldn't have called upon someone else to help me with that, well, you know, it would be easy to say that I'm, you know, procrastinating, putting off the tech thing because, well, frankly, I didn't know how to do it. (laughs) So I had to get someone else to help me with that or else that manifestation wouldn't have come to fruition. And it would have taken me longer, would have taken more energy. I would have been so bitter and frustrated with the whole process that Confident by Design may have not even come alive without me delegating and asking for support, asking for help from someone else. So that's a thing. These are these are the reasons why I think we have procrastination is this strong prevalence in our society and why people feel that we struggle with it. So let's look at some symptoms of procrastination. So some some byproduct experiences that you may be having um, when you are experiencing procrastination. So some of those symptoms might look like a lack of motivation or a lack of inspiration because you're not, again, coming back to the idea that you've accepted a responsibility that doesn't actually align for you. So you might be lacking the motivation or the inspiration to start taking action because that 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 task or that job is just not meant for you. And so therefore you're not going to have um, intrinsic motivation. You're not going to have true inspiration to devote to that because that task isn't meant for you. Um, decision fatigue or decision paralysis. This is also often paired with procrastination. So de- decision fatigue is when you um, spend so much time going into your mind instead of following your intuition And you find yourself with this internal struggle, this internal conflict that arises when you're faced with so many options and you're trying to go into your mind to make that decision where your intuition is not in the mind. It is not logic. The the intuition is found in the body. It is an internal knowing. So when you start following in your intuition, you're no longer faced with decision fatigue. You're no longer, you know, spending so much of your precious energy trying to figure out what is the right decision for you. Whereas when you follow the intuition, you just know. And decision paralysis is when you don't make a decision because you're overwhelmed with all of the decisions that are available to you. But you know, to also mention not making a decision is also a decision. And so 
these are, you know, these often lead to procrastination. So simply not making a decision to act, you know, that's putting off, um, putting off the task, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and again, that often comes from fear, fear of making a decision um, towards taking an action. Again, you know, coming back to the whole idea of what is procrastination in the first place, it is fear of taking action. Um, and then de decision fatigue, you know, being faced with so many different options about what you can do and and then putting off those options because you haven't you haven't decided what to do. So decision fatigue, decision paralysis, they're they're similar but slightly different. <laughs> so decision fatigue is wasting your energy trying to figure something out, whereas decision paralysis is choosing not to make a decision at all and then therefore not taking action. So some other symptoms, stress, anxiety, those, you know, again, that is coupled with the decision fatigue and the decision paralysis. You know, stressing about what's the right decision to do, having anxiety about should I go this way or should I go this way? Where again, these are symptoms of not following your intuition, trying to go go into the mind. And then you experience this conflict between what your body is telling you and what your mind is telling you. And then there's an incongruency between the two. And this results in stress and anxiety. So again, coming back to your intuition, there is no stress. There is no anxiety when you follow your intuition. When your higher self, when your higher self speaks to you, that is that is the decision that is meant to come to you. And your and your higher self always speaks to you in a calm cool and collected voice whereas your ego speaks to you in a emotionally charged and um, fear often fear fear-based decision that's when the ego is talking to you um, some other symptoms of procrastination is poor time management so not knowing how to manage your time properly or you know being confused about what your priorities are I really think that poor time management comes from not knowing what your values are, not knowing what your not knowing what your priorities are, and then you're therefore spending time on things that are useless or you know they're a waste of time. They're not meant for you. They're out of alignment for you. Time is your most precious resource and energy. Time and energy are your most precious are your most precious resources. But I would say time is the most because Time is the one thing that you can't get back. You can always rest and recharge your energy. You know, energy is something that you can ultimately always call upon when you take care of it. And money, well, money is infinite. There's always going to be more money in the world. So ultimately, time is our most valuable resource. So are you managing your time properly? That's a big question. Um, another symptom of procrastination is perceived laziness. You know, uh, this is something that I've struggled with, you know, being a projector by human design. I've had to learn to navigate and accept the fact that others may perceive me as being lazy, but I radically accept myself and I accept the fact that I may not have consistent sacral energy to call upon to follow through and take action. And that is okay. That is not what I am here to do. I am here to guide other people as they take action. I'm here to be a midwife for creation. 
and I need to rest more than 70% of the population. And that is okay. My perceived laziness is not procrastination. I just need to rest more than more people. And so I accept that about myself. And even if you are a sacral type, so if you're a manifesting generator or a generator, you know, you need to rest too. You know, just because you have that sacral energy that seemingly is inexhaustible doesn't mean that you need to disregard disregard rest. You need to rest. Um, but just know that you can certainly take more action than the other half of the population or the other 30% of the population does. And if you find yourself in decision fatigue or decision paralysis um, and you aren't taking action, then we need to look at something a little bit deeper here, which we will get into as the episode progresses. Um, Symptom, another symptom is perfectionism, okay? So perfectionism is not real. Perfect is not real. Embrace the notion or the aphorism, uh, what is it? Um, Perfectly imperfect, right? So accept that things can be perfectly imperfect. There is no such thing as perfectionism. And if you allow perfection to stop you from taking action, well, that's not helpful (laughs) because there is no such thing as perfect. If you can simply accept that there's no such thing as perfect, that in itself may stop your decision paralysis. Why are you trying to strive for for perfection? What is it that you're trying to prove? You know, most people benefit from B minus information. Why are you striving for A plus? That's something that I've really had to um, overcome in myself when it comes to this podcast, for example. You know, this episode that I'm doing right now, about perfectionism. Yes, I have some notes. I've outlined the episode and I'm really happy that I was able to get my key points onto paper, but I don't have a script. This episode is not scripted. Yes, I've got my points and I'm calling upon them. I'm following a flow that I've outlined for myself because I need that, uh, that flow and that support, that structure to call upon in order to get my thoughts out cohesively, but I don't have a script. Whereas when I first started this podcast, I was so concerned about like making sure that my message really got out clear. I was doing everything that I could um, without uh, over editing myself. I've stuck true to not editing this podcast too much. I, I try to do everything in one take and and not have to edit things outside of that. You know, I edit out like a yawn or drinking my water, (laughs) but you know, I don't edit my thoughts, um, so to speak. I don't filter my thoughts, so to speak. And for that reason, in the past, I was afraid that, you know, if I didn't have, you know, a fairly cohesive script to follow along, that I didn't trust that the product that was going to come out was going to be what I wanted. So I was so concerned. I was so attached to the result that I experiences and I lacked trust in myself. And so I was so focused on the product that I was putting too many obstacles in my way to make sure that that perfectionism would come out and shine. So I overscripted myself and now I'm giving myself permission to just go with the flow. And that's also an indication to me that if I felt that I had to be so scripted, that meant that I wasn't really truly confident in those topics and that the flow wasn't there. So now that's actually one of my reasons for um, creating season two. 
creating season two of the podcast was before I wasn't even going to have seasons. I didn't see like the relevance of like, why would I need to have seasons for my podcast? That just didn't feel like a thing for me. But then, you know, these past eight or nine weeks, I felt a new season inside of me blossoming. And that season inside of me is tapping into flow, true creative flow. And this topic that I'm talking about today, it feels like it wants to come out of me. It is so ready to be channeled and to be whatever happens here is going to (laughs) happen, you know? So I've got my notes, but I don't have a script. So I'm just allowing to be a channel. I'm surrendering that that the universe is going to give me the message that needs to come out. And I'm trusting that. I trust that the message is going to come out. And I accept that most people are benefiting from B minus information. They don't need me to come out with excellent, top notch, you know, fully researched, fully cohesive, you know, amazing podcast. And that's also kind of unrelatable. People people don't relate to perfect. People relate to realistic. So that is what I am showing up here to do. I am showing up, I am being realistic, and I'm giving you, well, hopefully at least B minus information. Um, Yeah, and that's what I'm showing up here to do. So fuck perfectionism. It's not a real thing. So yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, so last thing, uh, more symptoms about uh, procrastination. I've noticed that uh, in myself and in other creators, I've heard this this symptom, or perhaps it's a myth even, that um, the idea of working well under pressure, you know, putting things off to the last minute, um, thinking that, you know, your creative energy is all coming to you in the last minute and that, you know, purposefully putting things off until the last minute, um which that is procrastination, um, thinking that, you know, you're actually going to work better if you, if you wait until the last minute. I did this through high school. This is how I survived high school (laughs) was I, 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 I believed in, I believed that in myself that I worked well under pressure and that my best, my best, uh, work came if I did it to the last minute. There were so many essays that I wrote, so much homework that I did last minute in high school because I thought that I did my best work under pressure. But I'm finding um, as becoming an entrepreneur and, you know, having to like really become good at managing time, I do not work well under pressure. That is stressful. Um, And there's an energy of scarcity, an energy of, um, of rushing, when you put things off to the last minute. And I don't want that energy to come through when I am creating something. I want a calm, cool, and collected type of energy. So that means that I need to give myself more time to do things. I work slower, okay? I'm a projector, right? And I work slower, but I'm highly focused at the same time. So that doesn't mean that I'm like useless. That is not true. Um, It just means that I can only really focus on one thing at a time. 
and I don't work well under pressure, so I need to give myself more time. And this comes back to this urgency culture and accepting responsibilities that don't align for you. Are you actually putting that responsibility off because you accept in it and you don't really want to do it? And are you telling yourself to get something done in too short of a period of time? Are you not allowing yourself enough time to complete that task? So I no longer believe that I do my best work under pressure. That helped me in the past. That was a good coping mechanism in the past. And I acknowledge that. And I accept that it helped me in the past. But it's no good anymore. Especially when I want to... I want to have aligned. I want to have inspired results. I don't want pressured results. I want I want aligned results. So working under pressure is no longer a good thing. All right, I want to move on to moving on from symptoms of procrastination. I want to talk about why I don't believe that procrastination belongs in our world, why I don't believe this should be a thing anymore. And I want you to envision for a moment that what if there was no such thing as perfectionism? What if there was no such thing as acting out of fear? That you only acted or took action from a place of alignment. Think of that for a moment. What would that world look like? When you live in alignment, so when you are living by your human design, when you are living in congruency to what your energy truly calls you to do, then there is no such thing as taking action out of fear. There is no such thing as as per as perfectionism. And there is no fear towards the actions that you take. Instead, every action that you do is inspired. And I recognize that that's a that's a bit of a a, a, a small stretch for us to imagine right now because in our world that's not the case. We don't have every person living in alignment. We don't have every person, um, you know, only taking action upon true inspiration. That's not currently the case. So it is a stretch to try to envision that right now. But I want you to know that it is possible. I'm living, I am a living example of that right now. You know, I could have forced myself to stay up late um, to create podcast episodes on top of all of the creative energy that I was already devoting towards Confident by Design. But those, it wouldn't have been inspired. It, I would have needed all of those notes <laughs> because I would have been tired. I would have been drained and I wouldn't have had the inspired and creative energy to just go be in flow. I would have been working against my natural flow. And then this episode wouldn't have been coming out this way. It would have felt forced. It wouldn't have been as high of quality. And I say high of quality because anytime that I feel that I am truly in flow, I'm tapped into flow, that is my highest quality, is when I am truly living in alignment and giving myself permission to be in flow. That That is the highest quality that I can put out. Whereas I really don't feel that... Um, putting things out because they feel forced or, you know, asking myself to be so scripted. That isn't my best quality. I do best when I'm in flow. And I believe that everyone has 
some some sort of creative aspect about themselves that when they truly allow themselves to surrender to their own individual creative process, that is what their flow looks like and that is their best. That is them themselves at their best. And when you live in my world, so step into my web. <laughs> when you live in my world, when and my world is energetics, human design, following your human design, following your your natural energy blueprint, when you come into that type of world, that type of mindset, that lifestyle, you begin to understand that the energy in which you take the action is more important than the action itself. That is so, such a critical thing to understand. And when we try to force things, so forcing, forcing, so again, coming back to my podcast, if I would have tried to force episodes, it would have had this energy of desperation, this energy of trying to force myself to be consistent, you know, berating myself into completing a task. That energy is what would have prevailed. And that is the energy that you would have subconsciously picked up on. And this message that I'm trying to come through to you today while I'm in flow, that message wouldn't have come through. And you therefore wouldn't be experiencing a greater impact through my message if I would have been coming from an energy that felt desperate and felt like I had to take action by forcing myself. So I waited. I waited to come to this podcast. I waited until my energy was like, it's a fuck yes. Yes, you are so inspired. You are so fucking ready to make this episode. And that is the energy that I was waiting for to find me. I surrendered to the divine timing. And I waited until that energy found me. And boom, now is Amber's time to shine. You know, it, and you know what? <laughs> it doesn't even matter like what other people think that looks like. But like what it looks like for Amber to shine. Only I know what that really feels like for me. For me, that feels like right now. I feel like I'm shining right now. I'm allowing myself to just be myself, just be tapped into flow. And that's the energy that I wanted when I was waiting to approach this podcast. And I know that if a result or, yeah, if a, if a result is truly meant for me, then I can wait until I am truly inspired by that action before I take it. So I know I will always achieve the results that I want. Whereas, you know, if I would have started taking action on this podcast when I was drained, um, I would not have achieved the results that I wanted. So now I am achieving the results that I want now that I've waited for the true inspiration to find me. Inspiration is so important like authentic inspiration is so important when it comes to creativity because it's authentic inspiration that enables you to tap into flow and to achieve flow. And this waiting that I'm talking about, this waiting for inspiration, this is waiting for authentic inspiration to find you is very different from waiting to take action out of fear that the action won't be good enough out of a sense of trying to prove yourself or try to be good enough, try to be perfect. That fear of trying to be perfect and waiting, you know, putting off 
taking an action out of fear of not being perfect, that is a very different energy than waiting for true inspiration to find you. Because waiting for inspiration to find you is in fact not fear, it is faith. Faith in knowing that, okay, I know that when this is meant for me, the true inspiration will find me, I will tap into flow, and I will create an amazing result that I actually want instead of trying to force it. So that's very different. These two different kinds of waiting are very different. And so now, instead of, of you know, fearing action, instead I now wait to take action, knowing that it will be better if I wait. You know, sometimes I don't have to wait. Sometimes I am able to take action in the moment upon true inspiration. You know, that usually happens to me on a smaller scale. So for example, writing posts on social media or even smaller scale stories because stories I find are a little bit easier to create on the fly opposed to writing out a detailed post. But that's something where I can take action pretty quickly and I can still get out a message. I can still achieve a result by um, uh, spreading my message with people and I can take that action right away without having to wait because, oh, it was, oh, I'm just sipping here drinking my coffee and I had this inspired thought, oh, I'm going to share that on my story, you know, whereas it comes to a podcast, I like it to have a, I like it to be more cohesive. I like to uh, try to approach my episode from you know different perspectives, try to collect some data, try to get other people's input, try to incorporate other people's experiences and put thought into what my own experiences are before I create the episode. And sometimes that needs a little bit of time for me to collect those perspectives, collect those thoughts. And especially because I'm an, I'm an emotional authority by human design, uh, the truth is never in the now for me. The truth is not in the now. The truth is after I've collected perspectives. And so for me, for me following my human design and living in alignment, waiting is actually natural for me. I am designed to wait. If you are a manifester or if you're a manifesting generator, you are more designed to take action upon your inspiration in that moment. You you are designed to to be able to do that. You, you can start taking action. You can start initiating. Where manifesting generator, there, yes, you do need to respond, but you can take action immediately as long as you are responding to something. So waiting, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And in our, again, coming back to our urgency culture, we fear waiting. You know, maybe the opportunity will pass by if I wait too long. But let me tell you, if that opportunity is truly meant for you, it can wait. It can wait until you have the true inspired action to take and it will be amazing. So if you can get comfortable with waiting, especially if you are an emotional authority or mental authority, self-projected authority, then knowing that it's okay for you to wait and if the opportunity does pass by, then it wasn't meant for you. Get comfortable with waiting. And when you live in alignment, so when you are living in alignment with your true energy and and when you start making aligned decisions by following your intuition or in other words, your strategy and authority in human design, 
you realize that you will only devote your energy towards what truly inspires you. And those other tasks no are no longer become your priority. You no longer say yes to things that don't inspire you, that don't align with you. You start practicing using the word no more frequently and getting comfortable with saying no. My life mantra, and in fact, on the coffee cup that I am holding right now that I had made for um, my participants inside of Confident by Design, I have I made these coffee cups and the affirmation on it says, I confidently say yes and comfortably say no. So say yes with confidence to the things that truly inspire you and it will be a fuck yes. Whereas things that don't align for you, get comfortable saying no. It is okay to say no, right? We need to get more comfortable with saying no. And stop making promises that you don't actually want to commit to or that don't feel inspiring to you. Only accept tasks or creative endeavors that truly light you up. And again, this is why it is critical to follow your strategy and authority so that you always make aligned decisions and act upon true inspiration. So if you don't know what your strategy and authority are, you can look up your chart um, by going to mybodygraph.com or myhumandesign.com or mygeneticmatrix.com, jovianarchive.com, or just Google search human design chart, input your birth details, and I'll tell you what your strategy and authority is. Um, and you can also book a reading with me if you wish to have a reading done so that you can learn how to follow your intuition because yes, your intuition speaks to you in a unique way. For example, not everybody has that gut instinct. Most people have heard of, you know, the gut instinct, but not everybody's in, in, uh, uh, intuition speaks to them that way. So if you want some help with that, I can. I am here for you for that to help you learn how to follow your strategy and authority. So I also believe that procrastination no longer is a thing in life when you begin to practice radical self-acceptance and completely trust and surrender to the universe. Also taking radical responsibility uh, because with radical self-acceptance, there has to be radical responsibility because most people want to grow. Most people are not living to their fullest potential and therefore want to change. Um, but you cannot change what you do not accept. That's a bit of a paradox. So, but, and also in order to change, you have to be willing to take responsibility for yourself and stop placing your growth and your results in life on external circumstances. It all starts with you. So when you begin to radically accept yourself and take radical responsibility, you, um, you can also find trust and surrender in the universe. So as much as you take responsibility for your own life, the universe has its own role to play or God, angels, Buddha, whoever you call upon, they have a certain role. And when you understand what your role is in the creative process, you can take responsibility for that and then surrender to the universe's role. So your responsibility is the why. The why is so important. It is so important for you to understand why you are taking action. So setting the intention behind your action. You are responsible for the why 
and you are responsible for the what. So what it is that you want to complete and the why behind that what. That's it. And then taking action, of course. But that's it. That's all you got to do. The universe's job is the how. So the universe decides how it's going to happen for you. The universe decides who, who is going to support you, who's going to participate in that manifestation coming to fruition to you. And it's often not who you expect. And lastly is the when. The universe decides divine timing, right? So I could have said eight or nine weeks ago that, oh, I got to be consistent and stay on schedule with my podcast and force put it, force myself to put episodes out and then not experience great results with with what I create. Or instead, I could choose to surrender to divine timing and trust that the inspiration will find me and I will create great content when when that time comes to me. So accepting, accepting that, accepting yourself and accepting and surrendering to the universe's process. You, uh, you trust when you do this, when you, when you trust and surrender, you trust that the inspiration will find you when the timing is right. And this is a big thing. You will not berate yourself for when you're not inspired. That is such a huge thing for people is that they often try, they're trying to force something and then they shit on themselves when they don't when they are when they're unhappy with the product or when they don't take action you know whatever it is that you're trying to do you end up berating yourself for not for not being inspired but that's okay you know it would be it would be unrealistic to be inspired all the time truly authentically inspired all the time and if you have an undefined uh head center in your human design so that's the top center if it's white a top uh, triangle, a top upward facing triangle, if it's white, that means that you are empathic to inspiration and that you are constantly feeling inspired by the things that are around you. But it is your purpose with having an open head center to become wise about what is truly inspiring to you because it can be overwhelming to be inspired by lots of things and you can feel like you want to take action on all of those things but not all of them are meant for you so that's where the waiting comes in if you're a generator or manigen are you waiting to respond if you are a, a projector uh, were you invited if you are a reflector did you wait 28 days before making sure that that inspiration was truly inspiring for you um, if you're a manifester does that feel, does that feel in that moment truly inspiring for you? Or if you're an emotional authority manifester, do you have to wait a few days to make sure that that is truly inspired for you? So following your design, following your strategy and authority are what is, are what are going to help you, guide you to choosing what is truly inspiring for you. And, um, um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, yeah, so knowing that when the timing will be right, when you are truly waiting for something that inspires for you and you won't berate yourself. And often what I find, if there is a, a waiting period involved and if you're getting frustrated about the idea that you have to wait, 
Well, maybe this will give you some peace of mind that often the universe creates this waiting period because it means that a pivotal moment or a synchronicity hasn't happened for you yet that is going to fuel the inspired action that you take. So these past eight or nine weeks, I have been pivoting. You know, this podcast is, it got a new intro. It got some new cover art, um, a few new taglines about the things that I'm covering. So being more focused on human design, energetics, manifestation, unconscious programming, that was always there, but that's not going away. You know, I'm pivoting and really focusing on these few things. And if I had tried to create episodes before, you know, the synchronicities wouldn't have happened and those episodes actually wouldn't have felt in alignment for me because I needed to wait for that pivot to occur. And it has now. And now I feel great being being in here and having pivoted and and now I feel like I'm really in flow and really feel like my message is coming out the way that it's supposed to. Um, yeah, and I guess the last reason why I don't believe procrastination is a thing is that coming back to that sense of urgency in our culture, we need to say, fuck that. Forgo urgency culture uh, because not everyone is designed to immediately act. In fact, most people aren't. Most people aren't designed to immediately act. For most people, their intuition requires something to either respond to or needs to be invited to or they need to, there's some aspect of waiting involved. And therefore, urgency culture culture really goes against what most people are designed to do. So say fuck urgency. There is no urgency, right? You can do whatever is meant for you And if that opportunity is still there for you after you waited, well, then you can be certain and you can say with confidence, yes, this, this is what I am supposed to do. Whereas if you try to make a decision too quickly and you're not designed to do that, there's often regret and you don't truly feel inspired by those things. So now let's talk about how do you overcome procrastination? So I've kind of already sort of hinted a little bit throughout this episode, but what's worked for me is again, starting with radically accepting yourself. So that means understanding who you truly are, who is your authentic self. And that is the amazing tool that human design offers to us. It doesn't put you in a box. It simply shows you It shows you who you are and shows you what is your potential. It shows you how to live in alignment. I love using the analogy of like, if you think of your different energy centers or your different energy themes in your body, they think of them like cogs of a machine. And many of us are living life through the lens of our conditioned selves instead of our authentic selves. And when we live as our conditioned selves, then we try to fit ourselves into the cogs of a machine that we don't fit into, that are misaligned for ourselves. So what happens is we end up prematurely wearing out our own cogs 
And they start, you know, breaking, damaging, you know, getting caught and just not spinning freely. And we find ourselves frustrated, uh, bitter, angry, disappointed when we don't fit in, when our cogs don't fit in with these other cogs that we're trying to fit into. Whereas when you are truly living in alignment as your authentic self, your cogs fit together perfectly. And when your cogs fit they spin and there is no telling how fast those cogs can spin. They are just infinite potential. They are just continuously spinning and spinning and spinning. And so human, de- human design shows you how to line up your cogs so that you can live up to that full potential. So they just spin and spin and spin in a way that is designed for you so that you fit together in your own unique way. So when you start radically accepting yourself for who you really are, you know, you are giving yourself permission to live up to your true potential, not with the potential that has been superimposed on you by someone else. It's your potential, your authentic potential. So then after you accept yourself, again, start taking radical responsibility for your results in life. So going back to what is your role? What is your role and what is the universe's role? So remember yours is the what and the how. Get very clear about what it is that you want and why. And then start approaching uh start approaching whatever it is that you're looking to manifest. Start approaching that in which in the energy in which you want those results. So So let's say you are wanting to manifest more money. Well, if you start looking at your budget or start searching for jobs or whatever it is from a place of scarcity out of fear, like, oh, I got to make sure that I make this money so that I can pay my bills. Well, that is only going to manifest more fear and more scarcity. Whereas if you wait to approach your budget, wait to start applying for jobs, in a way from an energy of abundance and faith and alignment, then you are going to receive that kind of a result. So um, so yeah, taking responsibility for your results by ensuring that you are in the right energy before taking action. Next comes self-awareness. So again, that's paired with radically accepting yourself so accepting for who you discover on your journey of cultivating self-awareness so so this means using human design understanding cycle syncing understanding how your mind works so that you can have awareness of those things so that you can start using those tools at your disposal more consciously. You know, you're, you don't tap into your potential when you don't understand how you function as a human being. Because when you start understanding how your brain works, how your energy works, how your body works, then you can start using that information to your advantage and start using it as an owner's manual to how you operate so that you can start using it in a way that is fulfilling for you and gives your life purpose. That is what self-awareness does for you. You can better manage yourself. So next, when it comes to when it comes to overcoming procrastination, look at the things that you are currently procrastinating about and ask yourself, why am I really putting off those tasks? What are the reasons behind 
me not wanting to complete those tasks? Uh, do I feel afraid? Do I not actually want to do those tasks? Um, do you not have the support that you need to complete those tasks? Whatever it may be, analyze those reasons for him. A- analyze those reasons for why you are procrastinating. And then compare your results. So what you've sum- or what you've concluded as to why you are procrastinating. And then compare that to what are your values, right? What Because your values and your beliefs, those are the filters in which you perceive your reality. So it's really important to analyze and be very aware and consciously choose what your values are so that you're constantly filtering those results into your reality. So analyze your values and, and cultivate a strong, motivating, and fulfilling vision for yourself. In other words, understand your purpose. Start exploring what is your purpose. If you don't like your job, if you are unhappy in life, ask yourself, am I living my purpose? Do I wake up every morning excited to live my life and go to work? If if the answer is yes, fantastic. Keep doing it. If the answer is no, Give yourself permission to pivot. Give yourself permission to explore. You are not a machine here to just live day to day stuck in a cycle of, of purposelessness. You, If you woke up this morning, you still have a purpose to be here. But maybe you just haven't found it yet. So give yourself permission to explore it. Because let me tell you, I am living in my purpose and every morning I wake up excited to start living it. I wake up excited to talk to people about human design, to record podcasts, to write posts, to create content for Confident by Design. I am excited and I am so fucking fired up to do all of those things that, you know, I wake up before my alarm clock goes off. I'm like, oh, I get to go and do that today. I get to do that today. I don't have to do it today. I get to. You know what? That feels really fucking empowering to wake up every morning and think I am excited to live my life. I am excited to fulfill a purpose. And when you can approach life with that sort of attitude, with that sort of energy behind the actions that you take, there is no such thing as procrastination anymore. Because everything that you deal with feels amazing to you and you always get it done and remember surrendering to divine timing you know so I you know not putting such strict time restrictions on yourself and not not uh, succumbing to the urgency culture right so giving yourself a more time to get things done so that you can truly give and devote that task the inspiration that it truly needs instead of trying to force it and get it done so quickly, okay? So having a fulfilling vision for yourself, that is actually what I love to help people do, to help you put a fulfilling vision for your life into action that aligns with your abundance blueprint, your soul's purpose, and your personal power. That is my life mission, is to help you realize this, to actualize your purpose, to put it into action. So um, that I hope that is why you are listening into this podcast is so that you can find the confidence from my guidance. By my guidance, you will inevitably feel more confident so that you can start taking 
action. Now, the next thing to do for overcoming procrastination is um, motivate yourself towards pleasure instead of pain. So again, having that fulfilling vision at the forefront of your focus, because when you are focused on your purpose, that is going to bring you pleasure instead, and you're going to move towards it instead of running away from pain. When you structure your goals or set out for a task, whatever it is that you're doing, when you structure a goal in such a way that it has you running away from pain, that motivation is going to be short lived. Whereas when you structure your goals or structure a task in such a way that it has you moving towards pleasure, it's going to have, albeit, a slower um, a slower start, but the energy is going to be more sustainable over time and the energy will actually build over time when you are working towards pleasure instead of being motivated away from pain. So next we need to look at time management. So look at the hours that you have in a day and start prioritizing your time in accordance with your values. So that was uh, one of the steps, was analyzing your values and cultivating that vision for yourself. The things that you have to complete a day, in a day, do they align with your values? Are they congruent with your values? If not, why are you doing it? Why did you say yes to that, right? So then that moves me to the next point is like have boundaries. (laughs) So time management and boundaries, like they really go hand in hand together. Because when you have boundaries, you're going to start saying no. You're going to start saying no more, more often. And in fact, I encourage you, I invite you to say no more often. If it is not a fuck yes, it's a no. Okay? Make that your new mantra. I only say fuck yes. I only say yes if it's a fuck yes. And I say no when it's not a fuck yes. <laughs> Maybe something a little more eloquent than that. But I think you get the picture. But having those boundaries... Because when you say no, you really are giving yourself permission to only say yes to the things that truly inspire you, and you're never going to feel procrastination towards those things. So having those boundaries, saying no to what doesn't inspire you, and then saying yes to what truly lights you up, truly brings you joy. Follow your joy compass. You will become so much better at managing your time when you're very clear on what your priorities are, on what your values are, and when you start to say no. Next, we need to start following our strategy and authority in human design, or in other words, your intuition. Follow your intuition. Your intuition is always right, and it lies in the body. So getting safe in the body, feeling at home in your body so that you can start hearing when your intuition is calling to you, when it's speaking to you, because it's always right. And um, again, you know, looking at the keynote section of your human design chart, what is your strategy and authority? Start following it because that is what is going to eliminate decision fatigue, eliminate decision paralysis, because you're never going to stuck wondering what is right for you. You will just know. You'll have an inherent knowing inside your body. And the last recommendation that I have for overcoming procrastination is 
over-supplement your yin energy. I talked about this previously on the podcast, you know, that we are living in such a strongly yang-influenced world, and that is what is subconsciously driving us to have this sense of urgency culture and go, 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 get shit done, get shit done, hustle, 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 but, and so we're not living, and we're not honoring our yin energy enough. So, I love the idea of uh, supplementing our yin energy. This is not a um, this is not a original idea of mine. I heard it on another podcast about um, uh, supplementing your yin energy like it were a vitamin. So when you have scurvy, you're deficient in vitamin C. So what do you do when you have scurvy? You take more vitamin C. Well, when you're overabundant in your yang energy, that means that you're that you're um, that you're lacking yin. So you need to start supplementing the yin. And this is going to feel unnatural at first. When you start embracing the yin energy, if you're really tapped into your yang and masculine energy, that's not going to feel good at first to to feel, or it's not going to feel natural, I mean. Uh, It won't feel natural to dip into your yin energy. It's going to feel really unnatural to rest. And in fact, you might even feel like you're procrastinating even more if you tap into the rest. But let me tell you, if you honor your rest, you will always have the energy to take aligned, inspired action when it truly calls to you. You will. You must honor your rest. And rest isn't just for like sleeping and relaxing. Rest is also receiving. Yin energy is receiving. And so when we give ourselves that time for rest, we also gives our, give ourselves that space to receive intuitive downloads. Intuitive downloads are what come to us when we give ourselves that space to receive. And those intuitive downloads are going to be strongest, strongest when we are resting and when we give ourselves that space to wait before we take the inspired action as long as we rest. Because then after we rest, we're gonna have we're gonna have an abundance of energy to start putting those things into action. And it's gonna be so fucking magical. So what this looked like for me. So I'm in my follicular phase of my menstrual cycle right now. So last week I was menstruating and I had all of these ideas for upcoming podcast episodes. And because I now had the time and energy to start devoting um, my energy to the podcast because I'm in a bit of a, I'm, I'm ahead of myself inside of Confident by Design for creating that content. So I was already like feeling prepared and ready to start thinking of things to to talk about on the podcast. Well, I have like five episodes outlined that are ready to go because I allowed myself that space to ha- receive those intuitive downloads when I was menstruating. And now I'm in my follicular phase. I'm like, boom, I am so ready to start taking action, bringing these things to, to fruition, manifesting these things because that is what I, I gave myself that space to reflect upon. And now I am taking the action. So now I'm in my yang energy, but I'm naturally in my yang energy right now. It's natural for me in my follicular phase to be more on the yang side, whereas luteal and menstrual phase, it is natural for me to t- dip into my yin energy more. So understanding those dynamics and over-supplementing your yin energy and accepting that you might have to over-supplement for a while. This could take time. It took me about a year of integrating cycle syncing into my life and really honoring rest before I really started to experience the true benefits of rest. Sometimes you have to rest before you can rest. (laughs) So that's a little bit of a weird thing to think about, but 
Anyways, so those are my suggestions about overcoming procrastination. Now you might be asking, well, what about the things that you can't say no to, like your inherent responsibilities or like your housework or parenting or your job, right? Like often you, it's really a struggle to say no to those things because you have to do them, right? I get that. That's hard. So what I recommend is that, again, it all comes down to self-awareness, starting with what is your potential? What are you capable of? Start with that and know that it's okay to start saying yes to the things that, you know, you are inherently good at and then be aware of the things that you want to say no to. Just keep them in your awareness. Maybe you can't start saying knowing yet, but just having the awareness of what those things that you don't like doing are and start a list. Start a list of the things that you have to do, but that you don't want to. So start there with a list. Consider the tasks that you have. So start this list going. Consider the tasks that you have and then consider what theme of energy aligns with that task. So um, let's say one of the things you've been putting off is cleaning the garage. Well, that is a really good task for your luteal phase in your menstrual cycle. If you're trying to do that when you're like bleeding, if you're menstruating and starting to think about cleaning out the garage, well, that might not be a very good time for you to do that. And of course, your energy is not going to align with that because you're supposed to be resting then. So start thinking about, okay, I know that I've got to clean the garage. I know that I've got to create uh, podcast episodes. I know I've got to, um, you know, do a whole bunch of laundry, you know, whatever it is. Start thinking about the tasks that you have and look to your menstrual cycle. Okay, start incorporating your menstrual cycle or yeah, start incorporating your menstrual cycle with those different tasks that you have. And if you don't know what I mean, I get more specific about this. I want to say it's episode 12. I didn't look beforehand, Uh, but it's the cycle syncing episode. It's called uh, Attention Men. This is everything that you should know about women. That episode, that is where I get into more detail about like aligning your life with your cycle and like what sort of tasks are good for your menstrual cycle. So listen to that episode if you haven't um, and start planning your life around your cycle. This is really going to help you and it's going to alleviate any anxiety about any tasks that you have um, because say you've, yeah, so for example, say you've been putting off cleaning the garage. Well, you can know that with confidence if you assign that task for your luteal phase and and you wait, you give yourself permission to wait until your luteal phase, you can have confidence and say, okay, that energy will come to me if I if I reserve that for my luteal phase and I give myself the appropriate amount of time to get that done within my luteal phase. That is going to alleviate the feeling of procrastination, is lining up all those tasks with your cycle. And if you are a man or if you are a non-menstruating being, so maybe you're in menopause or... Um, part of the LGBTQ community, whatever it may be. If you don't, if you are not a cis female and and don't have a cycle, use the moon. The moon is uh, also a really great uh, indication for what kind of energies that you can expect to experience. It's a major celestial body that has a lot of influence over us. So know that when, uh, when the moon is full, that's like kind of the ovulating energy in a woman. So peak yang energy, like really do, do, do. Whereas new moon is more menstrual energy. It's inward resting, that sort of thing. Uh, waxing moon is the one that is in between 
uh, going from new moon to full moon and waning mood is going from full moon to new moon. So figuring out what your energy is like if you don't have a period, if you don't menstruate, then figuring out what is your energy like with the moon and that will help you when it comes to figuring out how to align those tasks with your life as well. Um, another thing that you can do is if you're in a life partnership, um, in particular a heterosexual life partnership, so for example my partner and I, um, there will be times where you know we kind of divvy up things in the house. So when I'm in my luteal phase, I am more interested in taking care of the house and I take a step back from my business and I, and I allow myself to just focus on doing things around the house, which kind of eases his load on things. So he can go seek out more work outside of the house at that time because I'm more focused on taking care of the house. Whereas when I'm in my follicular and ovulation phase, I'm very much so devoting my creative energy towards um, Confidently You. And therefore, I don't offer as much uh, throughout the house. So he picks up the slack around the house during those times. So it's about communicating with each other and finding that balance so that you can each like sort of have a schedule of assigned tasks for things that you can do and work cooperatively in that sense while still honoring each other's energy. I find that I'm more motivated and inspired to care for my home when again my energy calls me to do those things. So again Going back to cleaning the garage during the luteal phase, that is like a really good time to do something like that. And I know that my energy will call to me when I do those things. I'm naturally less creative during my luteal phase. So I save those big tasks um, for that luteal phase um, that don't really require that creative energy and then use my creative energy during follicular and uh, follicular and ovulation because I know that's when I am creative, right? So um, some other tips about, you know, things when you can't say no. Communicate your needs to those who can support you, right? So for me, that looks like my mom taking my son, Noah, for two nights every two weeks. So every two weeks, she takes my boy um, for two nights. That is huge for me. Four days out of the month, I don't have my son around and it's not because I don't want him on around, but it's because it's often, I mean, if you're a mom, I'm sure you can relate. It's, it's, it's often very challenging to get things done when you have a toddler, especially cleaning because you'll clean one area of the house and you come back later and that's a disaster again, right? So it's almost like a moot point. Why would you do any deep cleaning when a child is around? Well, so that is like a huge way that my mom supports me. And admittedly, I maybe don't thank her enough for that. But, you know, that's one example of how you can receive support. There is always always a support system. And if you are a mom who is trying to do it all, then I I hate to break it to you, but you are not designed to do it all. We are here to work in a community, work together. We are meant to support each other. And if your family or close friends don't currently offer support, then maybe they need a reality check too. Because I'm sure there are ways that you can offer support to them that, you know, call upon your strengths that you can support them. And there are strengths that they have that you can call upon um, in ways that they can help you. You know, work that out. Communicate that with each other. Offer your offer your support and per, and and seek support from others too. And if you aren't able to seek support from your family for, for whatever reason, my heart really does go out to you. But... 
perhaps hire help if that is possible for you. Hire help. Or I also love the idea of doing an energy exchange with someone. There is always a way and be open to opportunities. So energy exchange looks like, so for example, um, uh, getting my haircut. I used to get free haircuts from my hairdresser. She was a friend of mine at the time. I got free haircuts for dog sitting for her. So she didn't have to pay to have someone uh, dog sit for her and I got to have free haircuts. That's a win-win. That's an energy exchange, right? Not everything needs money. You don't always have to pay someone to hire them. Maybe you have a, a skill that helps someone else that you can offer that energy exchange, right? Be open to those possibilities, right? You don't have to do it all. And as for your job, you know, saying no to your job. Well, we all need to make money, right? Um, come back to the idea, if you are not enjoying your job, ask yourself, are you really living your purpose? If the answer is no, maybe you need to start exploring that. Start exploring what your purpose is. Human design is a really great tool to show you how you live your purpose, not what is your purpose, so to speak, like not the specifics of like, oh, you're supposed to be a doctor, but maybe your purpose is more guided at supporting people or helping people, or maybe it's being a leader, you know, whatever it is, human design can show you that. So ask yourself, are you living your purpose? And if the answer is no, then maybe it's time to look at a career change and have the confidence to do that. It's okay to want to change your life around. In fact, most people do, but most people don't have the confidence to do that because that's scary, right? All right, so now what do you do if you've checked mark all of the boxes? So you've already, you're already doing all the things that I recommend, right? And you're still struggling with procrastinating and you're still having trouble taking action, what do you do, right? Well, first thing that I'll bring to your attention is that you're likely lacking confidence or certainty in the action that you're taking. So get clear on the why. Again, coming back to that self-awareness, knowing what your role is in the co-creative process, you're here to know the why and the what, right? So getting really clear on that and do some introspection um, until you find the right answer. And confidence is built when you tell yourself that you're going to take action and then you follow through. You prove to yourself and also to others, you know, because it's also possible for others to have confidence in you. So when you demonstrate um, that you, you know, you say you're going to do something and then you actually follow through, you build confidence in yourself and you build that with other people. Likewise, confidence is undermined or reduced when you tell yourself that you're going to take action but then you don't right so again coming back to the idea of taking aligned action are you following your strategy and authority are you following your intuition because when you do follow your intuition there's always going to be excitement behind the action there's always going to be certainty behind the action so if this is new for you Start taking action on the little things. Begin building confidence on the little things by saying, um, okay, let's say uh, you've been meaning to do the laundry. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> you've, been, you've been telling yourself you need to do the laundry. Okay, take action. Do the laundry. Prove to yourself that you can take action if that feels good to you or whatever the task might be. 
then start taking little action because those little actions are going to build up your confidence more and more and more that when it comes to starting to take action on the big things, you're going to have lots of confidence to take action on those big things. Show yourself how capable you truly are, how much potential that you truly have. And if you are still having trouble with taking action, perhaps you need some support in building your house of confidence. You know, many of us have skills that we don't even realize. You know, we are unconsciously competent. You know, driving is an example of unconscious competence. It's something that we can do on autopilot, right? There are lots of things that I'm sure that you do on autopilot that you don't even realize that you are excellent at and that other people wish they had that skill, right? So sometimes you just need a little bit of guidance. Sometimes you need a little bit of support in building your house of confidence is what I like to call it because confidence starts on the inside. It's about having a strong foundation and having a bigger, stronger foundation is how you can build an amazing external reality. You build the house on top of the foundation and the foundation is your internal world. So the bigger and stronger your internal world is, the more amazing of a house that you can build on top of that, which is your external reality. And sometimes you need some support in doing that. So if you feel that you need support, that you're that person, like, okay, I'm feeling really stuck here in my procrastination. I'm feeling like I'm lacking confidence. Then maybe I am that person for you. Maybe maybe I am that person that can offer support. And if you are interested in working with me, I'll let you know that my current offerings are uh, 60-minute human design reads, which you get a 60-minute virtual read with me, a copy of the recording, a PDF document of your, a detailed PDF document of your design. And we talk about your human design in depth, your manifestation style, and how to follow your intuition within that 30-minute read, or pardon me, that 60-minute read. And that investment is $133 Canadian, because I know I've got some international listeners here. (laughs) Um, If you are seeking more long-term support, which I find that most people are. I do also offer a six-session coaching package for $7.77 with a payment plan available. These are my current offerings. Um, I also have a goal-setting workshop coming at you in January, so stay tuned for that. And there is also the wait list for Confident by Design, which will open up again for enrollment at the end of January, early February. So you can find yourself on the list for that, um, which is my new six-month group coaching container. Uh, That link will be in the show notes, as well as the links to book a human design read or that coaching package. Um, Those links will also be in the show notes. So I hope that you are feeling more confident and that I have shifted your perspective about procrastination and that you're badass. You have so much potential and that when you are living in alignment, there is no procrastination. You are inspired by all the action that you take and every action that you take feels good and aligned uh, aligned with your energy. So thank you so much for listening to the first episode of season two. This has been so fun. I have been enjoying this structure. It feels so much better to me by um, not having so many notes and just going with the flow. I feel I feel great and I want everybody to feel this way. So if, if um, 
yeah, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you and connect with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.